Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This podcast is brought to you by... No one. TP, get your hydrate during the race. You must have some sweaty hands as well, so don't forget to sanitize. On the show this week, we change up the parking in my Ferme format. Ferrari engines looking the goods. We race as one in Saudi Arabia for the next 10 years. Silverstone wants to pack the house. How Sergio will go and bring it to Max and the Mercedes. The crazy stat of the week, the top five drivers under the least amount of pressure this year. Drive to survive, four is a thing, and Danny Rick, finally, finally calling through, but first we must hand the mic over to a man who is described as a girl's best friend and the Energizer Bunny because he can go all night long. The man my wife thinks about at night, Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back. Relax. For the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right. It's your boy, ladies and gentlemen, Colby. The sexiest thing to happen to Formula One since George Russell posted another shirtless Instapit. Go check it out. Man, so sexy. Max Verstappen tried to steal me away from his wife. Like I was Kelly BK and she was Kvyat, a man so sexy that people are stopping me in the streets and saying, hey you, you're so sexy. But it is the parking in my Fermi show. My Fermi, she is wide open, ready for you to park it in there. And if you miss the episodes, head on over to parkitinmyfermi.com to catch up on all of the latest episodes. Or better yet, subscribe, follow, like and more with the podcast streaming platform of your choosing. I'm on them all. Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Overcast, Podcast Addict, and many, 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 many more. But I don't have any socials to follow. No, no, that's BS. You know it. I've got the Insta. I've got the Facebook. And you know I've got the Twitter. So make yourself familiar with one of those. Slide into the DMs if you are so inclined. I'll be sitting back. I'm waiting for you to say hello while I sip some vino, a few double Midoris on ice, and I wait 
the intruders. But what do we have on the show today? Well, 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 I'm glad you asked. We talk about Perez's immediate impact at Red Bull and how the team will compete with Mercedes, the top five drivers who are under the least amount of pressure approaching the F1 season. Ferrari has some hope. Saudi Arabia sticking around for the long run. Silverstone full house. The start of the stat of the week, I should say. Drive to survive season four already. Given the go-ahead, and Danny Rick, you know he's about to call through, and much, much, much more. But of course, it's time for the news. New no, no, news, 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 news. Cody, Formula One news, pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news, it's the pimp news, pimp news, didn't steal this, it's definitely the pimp news, pimp news, pimp news coming through your ears right now, pocket in my Fermi, Formula One news, pimp news, yeah. Oh, that news intro format, it does not get old. First of all, what's this podcast doing out? It's only Tuesday night, well, 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 we are scrapping the Wednesday format and releasing two shows a week. One on Tuesday and one on Friday night. Twice a week. Double the fun. With the season only a few weeks away, I want to get that content out so we can talk more F1s. Previewing all the races, running through all the results, and covering every bit of news that is coming out. So for all of you that are fans of the show, get ready for many many shows to come so if you haven't already you know what to do subscribe like follow tell your mum about it tell her friends as well give me your credit card details first 16 numbers on the front you know what to do expiry three numbers on the back i won't do anything sus hand them my way and we can move on in more news drive to survive series four is a thing we haven't even received drive to survive series three but the very very popular netflix documentary that follows the F1 season behind the scenes looks as well has already been given the go ahead oh my plums have just swelled to astronomical sizes with the excitement and I cannot wait in more news Ferrari might bounce back question mark new engine for the 2021 and boy did they fucking need it the 2020 season was horrid and with the simulations run on the 2021 car and engine, it's looking promising for the Ferrari brand. The pressure is certainly on with the engine freeze at the end of the 2021 season. So the engines that are in place and what are in place for the next four years. So this is do or die for Ferrari right now. They need to pull themselves out of the shitstorm that they got themselves in. Bonotto went on to say last year the main issue was the speed and the straight lines not on the power but power and drag hmm. so you're saying your car was slower than the others down the streets okay i think i already knew that but let's continue on he then went on to say we've worked a lot on both sides the power unit and the car's aerodynamics to reduce the drag of the car According to our simulations today, based on what we are seeing in terms of power output from the dynos, from the wind tunnel data too, I think we have recovered quite a lot of speed on those straights. So I'm expecting the speed not to be such an issue as it was. We hope to be competitive 
but we'll know it only when we are in Bahrain because I think it's always relative to what the others are doing as well. Well, I mean, he's right. You know, you've got the fastest guy. I, I, I think I've got the largest penis in the world. Absolutely I do. That's because I'm not trolling the bathrooms looking at other men's Johnsons. Or am I? He went on to say, but we believe our car is certainly more efficient compared to the one we had last year. And when I say efficient, again, it's both from an aerodynamic point of view and from a power unit point of view. So a Ferrari on the mend? Or are they just telling us what we want to hear? I hope for the love of God they have their shit together. Because otherwise it's downhill for them for the next five years. And when you just sign the two most handsome drivers to your team, Charles Leclerc and Mr. Carlos Sainz, smooth operator. You want to have your shit together. Saudi race on the calendar for the upcoming decade, next 10 years, according to Chloe Target Adams. Butchered that one. F1's global head of race promotion, Saudi Arabia, have said that they want to do everything they can to move towards their 2030 vision of not being so oil-dependent and start investing in other areas. Well, this is a load of shit. Although they do need to start investing in other areas, and the resources that they've made them so wealthy is a finite resource, they're just going to tell the FIA what they want to hear, while lining their pockets with cash so that the race can go there for the next 10 years. It's very similar to what is happening with the WWE and Vince McMahon. If you don't know, they take their promotion to the Super Showdown. I think it's called that, something like that. And they go multiple times a year to Saudi Arabia just so they can line their pockets and get that large payout. There are hundreds of other places that are better suited, but because the FIA's pockets are lined with that sweet, sweet oil money, they won't go elsewhere. And so for the next two years, we're racing the street circuits in Jeddah, and then afterwards moving to the purpose-built circuit Gidea, starting in 2023. Look, all will be forgiven. No, I can't say that. <laughs> it's, it's horrible what they do there, man. But please, if you've got all this money, don't create another Abu Dhabi. Actually put some time and effort into designing the circuit and give us some good racings. Okay, and more and last tonight. Silverstone hopeful for full capacity for the calendar come when the calendar comes to the UK in July of this year. The FIA and race organisers are positive that they can get the race back to capacity with 140,000 fans. You heard me correctly. 140k. The race is set to start only four weeks after the UK restrictions are set to end. And the circuit boss, Stuart Pringle, Mr. Pringle, once you pop, you can't stop, as the lady said. He came out and said that because of the way the grandstands are situated, you'll easily be able to get the 140,000 fans in there and have them spaced enough that crowding won't be an issue. That honestly might be one of the dumbest things you've ever said, and it's why the world is in a shit state that it is. You still have 140,000 people interacting with the vendors. There's not 140,000 vendors. They're all gonna ha- you're going to have thousands of people interacting with one person at a time. And the work is there. And the public transport to get to and from there. And the gate, the bottlenecking that you need to get through the gate to get in. 
they're gonna be 140,000 people and they will be touching the same things, breathing the same air. Here's hoping Mr. Boris pulls his finger out and gets everything and everyone that vaccine as soon as possible. But ladies and gentlemen, that is gonna do it for the news. Well, a big part of the news in the off season was the musical chairs, that is, the driver's seats. And with all but two seats filled, it was time to sit back and wait to see who was going to fill the final seat at Red Bull and the final seat at Mercedes. Now, it was pretty clear that the final seat at Mercedes was going to always go to Hamilton, but with Max Verstappen left all alone, who was going to be the teammate that would abide by the team orders and do whatever it takes to make sure that they stay out of Max's way while still pushing him to chase down the Mercs. Hmm. So you see, last year, Max raced unbelievable. He flew under the radar. Now, I bet you when you think of the 2020 season, no one sits back and thinks Max Verstappen dominated. But he did. The team did not. The driver they gave him, Sergio Perez, he also dominated. They didn't share as many race wins, and they certainly, but, and there was certainly a lot more news in the world of F1 that was going on. So we weren't looking at Max, we weren't looking at Sergio. Hamilton's domination, George Russell getting to keep Sir Lewis's seat warm, Roman Grosjean literally keeping his own seat warm, and this little itty bitty bitty itty bitty thing called a global pandemic. But look back at the season that was. Verstappen and Perez consistently were in the points. Verstappen, Verstappen, can't even say his name. Can't even say his name. Verstappen podium in every race that he finished apart from one. Let me say that again. He podiumed every time he got in the car, except for one time when he finished that race. I know what you're saying. He probably crashed out in the others. We went through this in an early episode. No, he didn't. The races that he didn't finish, he had to retire the car due to car faults, car issues, not due to his own fault. I think one time someone crashed into him. Perez was just as dominant in the racing point, scoring a point in every race apart from the one that he had to retire with mechanical issues and picking out one or more remarkable wins dropping to dead last in Bahrain and coming back to win the race at the Sakia circuit. Let's take a listen to that audio now. The man who was in last place at the end of lap one comes home to win the Sakia Grand Prix. Yes, Jekko, P1. Yes. <laughs> Lance P3, Jekko, Lance P3. Oh, Guys. So stay ahead of the guys if you can, Checo. Stay ahead of the guys so you can line up properly when you come in. Good job, guys. Luis, asegúrate que que Checo está viendo la carrera, por favor. Pick up the rubber, Checo. Pick up the rubber, and you can go to cool. Go to cool. Luis, escuchaste? Amazing, Checo. Well done. All the way to P0 once you stopped. So let's just sum this all up. Verstappen and Perez raced incredibly well, only being hindered by mechanical issues with the cars. But in the end, it doesn't matter. Verstappen is the teammate killer. He will hurt Perez's career, like he did with Albon, like he did with Gasly, and like he did with Denny Ricciardo. 
Mm, will he? I wouldn't be so sure about that. With the dominance of Mercedes in Hamilton and Bottas being the nice buffer between, I can see that Verstappen pushing harder than he has ever pushed before. You see, Verstappen hasn't been threatened for some time. Albon was no threat. Not at all. Verstappen was free to do whatever he wanted and was almost able to guarantee a finish ahead of his teammate. See, that's what it really comes down to in Formula 1. If you want to keep your seat, all you need to do is just beat your teammate. If you beat your teammate, you prove that you can drive the car better. See, Perez, on the other hand, isn't about to roll over and die. Perez is going to bring it to Verstappen, push Verstappen, and as a result, Verstappen is going to need to elevate his game and bring it to Bottas and then Hamilton. I think there is a strong chance with the Red Bulls. When these bulls are running and not sidelined with mechanical issues, that they can challenge Bottas. Now listen to what I said. They can challenge Bottas. I believe Hamilton might still be out of reach, but with two consistent cars, they should be able to push for a second and third in each race. Red Bull should be able to compete for the Constructors' Championship. All because Perez is going to push Maxi Boy to another level that he hadn't been pushed to pushed to in the last few years. See, it took Perez some time to find a seat in 2021, but Red Bull has certainly made the right decision to sign the most consistent driver to their team and pair him with the second most consistent driver from the 2020 season. I'm a stat man! Formula One stat man! Cody's a stat man! Yeah, stats! Uh, I'm a stat man! Oh yeah! Oh yeah, stat time, yeah. Oh, so much stats. So many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, 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 yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh, that is the best damn intro in Formula One podcasting by far. I don't think it's even long enough. But it's now time for the stat of the week and this week is to list the worst drivers in Formula 1 history to ever win a race. And no, 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 I know what you're thinking, it's Pastor Maldonado. Well, it's not. With his best result of a single fifth place outside of his first, well one, sorry, his one and only win, he takes second on the list. The worst driver to ever win an F1 race was a driver who took his only F1 race victory at the 1971 Italian Grand Prix. It was such a close finish as well. One of the closest finishes in the sport of F1. Check it out on YouTube if you have not seen it yourself. His name? Peter Gerten. Now, apart from his Monza win at the line, mind you, amazing footage if you can get your hands on it, his best ever result in F1 was a couple of sixth place finishes among his 10 classified finishes out of his 31 race entries. He won once, finished second, tw- uh, finished sixth twice, and only classified, finished the race 10 times out of his 31 starts. 31 starts, 10 finishes, two sixth, and a first in Monster, 1971. The best driver who never won a race 
Nicky Boy, Nick Eidfeld, with eight second places and five thirds. Some others to join this join this subject. Stefan Johansson, four seconds, eight thirds. Chris Amon, five pole positions, three seconds and eight thirds. Eddie Cheever and John Berla, both with two seconds and seven thirds. But I'm telling you, Peter Gerthen, you are the worst driver ever to win a Formula One race. And that was your stat of the week. He's a stat man. Oh, that was a good stat. Yeah, such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Now we know that Formula One drivers are generally under a lot of pressure to perform. Some rise to the challenge, the cream, the creme de la creme. Ooh, I want that cream on top, baby. But then sometimes the drivers struggle and their team, and there are times, sorry, in Formula One are often short-lived. So this week I've decided take a different approach so this week on Cody's top five we look at the top five drivers under the least amount of pressure for the 2021 season first though let's have a look at the updated driver that is under the most pressure now I think last season Lando Norris barely held his own against Carlos Sainz smooth operator the problem Lando has now is that he struggled against Sainz and now has to come up against Danny Rick, who just annihilated Esteban Ocon in the driver head-to-head battle last year, claiming two podiums in the slower, much slower Renault. So, it's put up or shut up for Lando. He needs to bring it to Danny Rick, at least make it close, be competitive so he can keep his seat for 2022 when the new changes in the sport happen. Now, do I think that if he has a poor season, he'll be cut? No, but it would certainly hurt his, hurt his career. If he wants to be one of those great multiple world champions, it will hurt his career. But that's not what you're here for. Let's talk about... Aldi's top five. Drivers that are under the least amount of pressure. Number five. Well, five. We just talked about his teammate, but Danny Rick. Danny Rick just signed with McLaren. And with all that pressure on his teammate, he has nothing to worry about. Now, I'm not going to say he doesn't want to do well, but I'm just saying he will take it to Lando and all the pressure is on his teammate and not him. If Danny Rick shits the bed, he will still get a gig on the other side. But I believe he will get a lot more Danny Rick getting on the podium again this season. We're just going to see it a lot more. It's going to be consistency and more radio celebrations like this. Is that a podium, boys? Is that a podium? That's a podium. Yeah, nice job, mate. Woo! Podium, Daniel. Thank you. Mega, man, mega. Oh, wow. Enjoy this one, guys. Enjoy it. It's a good feeling. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Feels good. Feels good. Number four, Valtteri Bottas. Four. Now, this is a different one. I think a lot of you may argue that and say that Valtteri is actually under a lot of pressure. Being teammates with the greatest all time can do that to a person, but no, 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 no. Not in this case. 
It's different here. As long as Lewis is at Mercedes, then Bottas is fine, no matter what he does. Bottas's job is secure as long as Hamilton is winning and Bottas is somewhat competitive. If Hamilton signs on for 2022, then Bottas will be there beside. Verstappen won't be involved and that's a fact. Three. Number three. Charles Leclerc. No pressure whatsoever. I don't care what you say to me. The man is the future. Ferrari are investing big time here with Leclerc. They will eventually get to a point where it's Leclerc and Schumacher at Ferrari and that's when the pressure will start. But until then, Leclerc is just chilling. Especially if Ferrari produce a shit car. Then there is absolutely no pressure on him at all. The blame then goes to the constructor and he is free to just race the best he can. The only pressure is that that he puts on himself. P4, P4, slow button on. You did a good job. Really good job. Hey, I did job. I did job. I did job. I did job. That's it. I did a job. I am so sorry to the whole team. I am stupid. As much as in Baku, congratulations to to Seb. He deserves it. It's not been a, a good year for him. And yeah, even if I am so of me of myself, he's done a great job, and I hope you will enjoy it. Two, number two, Ice Man cometh, Kimi Raikkonen. The man is enjoying his hobby. Nothing more to it. That's it. No one expects him to win. He's going to go through the motions, do Kimi things, and bring a tear to the eye in the direction the pants. One. The number one driver under the least amount of pressure. Lewis Hamilton, the GOAT. Well, whether he is the greatest of all time or not, it doesn't matter. He has done it all. He will win a few races this season and get to his 100 wins. But if he doesn't win it all, then it doesn't matter. Will it be shocking? Yeah. Yeah, it will be. But will that mean he doesn't have an opportunity moving forward? Of course not. He can come back next year. And even with the regulation changes, it won't mean that Mercedes fall off the lead dramatically like Ferrari have done. So, least amount of pressure for the 2021 season. It's going to go to Sir Lewis Hamilton. What do you guys think? Reach out to me on the socials and let me know down below. That was... Cody's Top 5. Guys, I have some horrible news. I just received a letter. There's no no phone call this week from Danny Rick. So he only just arrived. The postman just knocked while I was recording this podcast. So I always thought he was coming on. You know I don't like to dick you guys around. I always thought Danny Rick on the show this week. But as you can hear, I'm holding a letter. I'll read it to you. To my dearest Cody, the most handsome man in podcasting. The Parking in My Ferme is the number one show. And you are the greatest lover that most women will ever, will never experience. Well, I'm just going to say off the bat, he's not lying there. I think all of that is true and you guys all know it. He goes on to say though. I, I'm sorry I bailed. Your brilliance intimidates me. You're far more handsome. Your smile might be even bigger than mine. There is no honey that this badger will avoid, but you're sweeter than honey. Again, I think Danny Rick, what he's trying to say is that he wants to be on the show. 
I can see little watermarks here. I, I can only presume that they're tears that he dropped onto the letter as he was writing. Handwritten too, That's and that's the kind of classy thing he does. So for this year, the 2021 season, I will win multiple races for you. Well, that's nice. Thanks, Danny. And I promise I will be on your show. I don't know when. I don't know how. But for now, it is goodbye. P.S. You're the sexiest man I've ever known. Oh, sorry, guys. I won't read that bit out. It gets a little bit graphic. It was a little bit graphic there by Jenny Wick. But you heard it. He's not on the show today. Again, bailed last minute, obviously, in handwritten letter format. But he's going to dedicate a couple of wins to us. And not only me, but the family, the Parker in my family family. So uh, that's something. And we will get him on the show. Don't you worry about that. Someone pass me the tissues. But this time they have sad tissues. Not happy tissues because the liquid that is spilled is that of heartache and tears. Because it's time to end the show. But with the exciting announcement earlier, I will be back in only a few days' time. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Because with the season so close, we need make sure all the news, results, discussions, opinions get to your ears and tickle those earlobes so gently and bring you such bliss and joy. Subscribe, follow, like, all that jazz. Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Podcasts, more, 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 more. We're everywhere, baby. We're everywhere. Head over to the socials, Insta, Facebook, Twitter. I'll be there. Waiting. Pining. Want to slide into those DMs, welcoming each and every one of you. And as always, my lovelies, thank you for listening. See you in a few days. Thanks for listening. Podcast Network.